Hey, welcome back to our Life Group Leaders Lounge. Uh, we're glad that you're here with us this morning. We have a special guest with us here. Matt DiMatteo from Chicagoland is here with us. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining us today. How are you today, dude? Hey, pretty good. You? Doing, doing good, doing good. Matt and I go way back. We went to college together in Chicago, so it's been almost 20 years of friendship. But uh, Matt, we're, we're bringing you on because we want to hear about your organization, want to hear about... Um, about what God is doing through through your leadership, and so we can learn some things. So, uh, Matt, why don't you just briefly tell us about the history and just the current state of New Life Centers of Chicago? Yeah, for sure. So I've been here for 21 years. Uh, if you guys need old college photos of books, just let me know. I have plenty of <laughs> yes, books. Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So I'll, I'll send those through. Just uh, give me an email to send them through. Uh, but Brooks and I met in uh, Moody, Man, 21 years ago, and uh, as an 18-year-old kid, I moved to Chicago from Indiana and connected a New Life Community Church, and, and New Life is a multi-site church in the city of Chicago, so we've been in Chicago for 35 years. Uh, Pastor Mark Job is the founder. He's now the president of Moody Bible Institute, and about 16 years ago, uh, we were already multi-site. We were growing uh, across the city. And uh, Pastor Mark was actually driving down uh, Kedzie, one of the streets here in Chicago. He saw a kid who used to come to church but hadn't been in a long time. He pulled over and talked to him and said, hey, Freddie, what's up? Haven't seen you in church. Freddie hung his head, and, and we realized, and in sharing, uh, Freddie had joined a street gang. He had gotten shot three months earlier. And we realized that the Freddies of Chicago are not going to walk through the doors of a church. They're just not going to come in on a Sunday morning. And so we started a separate nonprofit 501c3. We call New Life Centers of Chicagoland. And that's the work that I uh, am part of here in Chicago. And so New Life Centers, um, basically over the last 16 years, has really walked with young people uh, on the west and south side of Chicago. And as we've grown, it started just from a neighborhood church model. We wanted to love our community well. So we started small just by mentoring uh, in the neighborhood. And a key moment for us was, was a moment where we thought, how do we get out of the four walls of the church? How do we leave the building and actually be the church in the community? Awesome. And so we just partnered up with groups that were already at work. Uh, a mentor of ours named Ray Baki told us, find out where God is already at work without you guys. And I think a lot of times as churches, we feel like we have to start a new program. We have to lead things. We have to have the best children's ministry or worship. And we have to have all these things to like attract people to church. And uh, his, his advice to us was find out where God's already at work without you. So we actually, for a whole year, just left the four walls of the church and showed up at other people's events, bringing the people, the body of Christ, to the neighborhood. And I think that's where God really opened up and activated a key part of our work. And so here we are 16 years later. Uh, we are in four neighborhoods in Chicago, and we do five core things. So we do mentoring. That's connecting one-on-one -on -one with young people. Um, we have 275 mentoring matches. Uh, for example, my mentee uh, is 19 now. I started with him when he was 10 years old. Wow. Uh, he lives across wow. the street from me, and now he's a full-time employee working with us and oh, really managing cool. our food oh distribution. Uh, and so it's about life on life. We use 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 8 as kind of our theme verse. It says, we loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, the hope of the gospel, uh, but our own life too, so life together. Wow. Uh, the second pillar is after-school education. We have 125 kids in our after-school programs. And so that, during COVID, uh, became e-learning support. So we took on 60 kids and actually opened up our buildings to be e-learning support centers. 
And then in the summer, we do summer camp. So 125 kids are getting five days a week after school, uh, tutoring, sports, snacks, Bible time. Wow. Uh, the third pillar is sports. Uh, and so in Chicago, especially on, on the neighborhoods we serve, safe spaces aren't uh, readily available. And those parks that are there uh, aren't necessarily always safe for parents to send their kids to. So that's where we come in. And we activate safe places and spaces and parks uh, using the power of sport. So we use volleyball, soccer, 16-inch softball, uh, Little League, baseball. And we program about 2,500 kids through sports. And in the summer, that becomes what we call light in the night. Four nights a week at public parks, uh, we really go to the park. And in the 4 to 10 window, uh, we activate a block party. We have anywhere from 400 to 600 kids out there playing, snacks, grill, the whole deal. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so that's our plane. Uh, the fourth pillar is peacemaking. Peacemaking is about responding to incidents of violence and creating a, a space of peace in Chicago. I'm sure when you hear Chicago, you probably uh, think of, of violence and challenges we face with, with gun violence. And so we have a team of 15 that actually responds to every incidence of violence and works to build peace. Uh, we're in Illinois Youth Corrections, which is our juvenile justice uh, center. And uh, we also have a, a victim advocate and case management team. And then our final pillar um, and history of new life is really our food distribution. Uh, so pre-COVID, uh, pre we were feeding about 100 families a week uh, for 10 years. We would go to Trader Joe's, pick up food rescue and feed families. And then as COVID hit, uh, we started partnering with Greater Chicago Food Depository uh, Rick Bayless, a famous chef here in Chicago, heard about what we're doing, gave us some food. Uh, Barack Obama heard about what we're doing and highlighted us on his Instagram. That got almost a million likes. Damn. And wow. kind of our profile was raised, and so we started feeding more families. By May 1st, 2020, we were feeding uh, about 1,000 families per week. By June 1st, we were feeding about 6,000 families per week, and about wow. 30,000 people, and we've kept that pace ever since. And, and we just crossed the 2 million people mark that we fed in this last year and a half. And so New Life is a agency that's here to love on the neighborhoods and love on Chicago. Man, Matt, that is incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah, I'm just blown uh, away. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, just to hear, like, I love how the one you just kept presenting, this is what God has done. God is doing this. God is, God showed up. God did all these things. And so I, you know, just hearing your story, Matt, you know, um, it sounds like there was a lot of um, just faith involved in this process. And as we've been talking about like healthy leaders and the things that healthy leaders do, it sounds like faith has been a big part of your journey as a leader. Would you, can you talk about kind of the role that big, bold faith has played in your development as a leader? Yeah, for sure. Uh, this past week, I went skydiving for the first time. And so uh, I don't know if any of you have ever skydived. Wait, 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 wait. that's uh, not, we don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I didn't either. Uh, we had some team building uh, happening and one, one of our teams wanted to go skydiving. So we, we invested dollars into our different teams and said, hey, you guys can go out on adventures, go out to eat, do whatever you want. And one team decided, hey, what about skydiving? And so we set up a team to go and they asked if I could go with. Um, my wife said, heck no, she's not going, but she said she's okay with me going. And so if you've ever skydived, so you, you, you do the climb in the plane and you sit on the ledge and probably the scariest moment is when you sit on the ledge of the plane and you have to wrap your legs on the bottom of the plane and then you have to throw yourself forward. And it's that huge jump. It's, it's an extreme kind of step of, of jumping out of a plane. And I think a lot of times uh, in ministry, 
we think of these bold, crazy steps. You got to go and, hey, the, the ultimate Christians, those who are crazy enough, they go to the uh, dark, dark, deepest, darkest regions of some far off place and they're there and they're missionaries or, hey, they're bold enough to do this. And we kind of paint these, these extremes that you have to take. And I think mm. it's yeah. interesting, uh, bold steps of faith uh, oftentimes just come in an everyday step of going across and meeting a neighbor and connecting with someone. Mm -hmm. Or a lot of the things that I just shared with you about New Life Centers, I didn't have some bold strategic plan of like, hey, in 15 years, I want to be feeding 2 million people and doing this. You know what we did? We took the first step was how do we get out of the four walls? How do we get out of the four walls and just start loving on our, our community? And I've been thinking and reading in 2 Timothy and really uh, focused on uh, this verse. It says in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And I think a lot of times we talk ourselves out of bold steps of faith. We think, oh, that's for the pastor. Oh, this person will do it. Man, I, I have to go to college. I have to go to Moody. I have to go get training before I can do something like that. And, and actually, we, we spend a lot of time focusing on the what we don't have rather than the materials God's already given us. And I think... God's given us not a spirit of fear and timidity, but power, love, and self-discipline. Those are the key things. I mean, power, that's the power of Christ. We have that built in as believers. The Holy Spirit is within us. We have the power we need. He's modeled the love. And then we just need to have the self-discipline to be able to go out and take the first step. And so we've been learning a lot about bold steps. The, the food example I gave you, feeding 2 million people is this crazy thing. But you know where it started? 10 years ago, a mom and her daughter, mom is in her late 60s, and they decided we want to feed our neighbors. And they started every day volunteering. They would go pick up food. They'd ask for donations. And 10 years of faithful service they've given. Oh, that's cool. Weekly, getting it, and now it turned into this great thing. So that's I think cool. it's, it's, it's powerful to take the first step. Matt, are they still a part of, your, of this process, those, that, those yep. two? They are. They're out there. They're out there every single week. Oh, man. And it's so interesting, cool. though. Think of it this. When COVID hit, they had to pull back and go inside. And we told them, actually, we don't want you on the front lines because COVID in our neighborhood hit really hard. And it was hitting the elderly. Uh, and so we actually bold steps and prep that they gave when it, their faith and the seeds that they planted allowed this thing to grow. And then now they're back out there serving. So even something that they started further along down the road they had to do a different role but their seeds of faith and the bold steps that they took early on are now bearing crazy amount of fruit dude that is oh, so, so awesome. awesome matt that is so awesome um you guys do you have any questions that we could start just throwing out to matt here as he's sharing his heart with us i think um yeah so where would you start like from you know when i'm thinking of my action items and something you said earlier sunk with me where is, where is God already At working? Work. Yeah. So not, yeah. not my own ideas, but, but where is he already at work? Would that yep. be step one kind of? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think it's looking at, at where you're at and we have different phases of life, right? Some of us are stay at home uh, moms or dads or parents. And, and we feel like we're in a season with kids at home or some of us, maybe our kids have, have left. Or maybe some of us are, are single and we're in our mid-20s or 30s trying to figure out what's next. And I think it's looking at the assets God's already given you. You guys have an awesome church family. Brooks told me a little bit about uh, you have uh, a space and, and ministry, things you're already doing. 
But sometimes we want this big 25-step strategic plan. And actually, I think that is, is something that slows us down. I think it's thinking, A, start with what God's given you passion for. Me, yeah. I love baseball. So it was easier when my kid, when my daughter uh, was four years old, I went to go sign her up for a little league. It wasn't there, so we started a little league. And now we have over 300 kids every year, 10 years later, playing baseball. The reason I love it is I love baseball. I love, uh, we have the greatest team, the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> and I love baseball. And so I use baseball as a vehicle to build relationships. And while I'm out on the field with parents, hundreds of kids, I use that as a platform to be able to share the hope of Christ. So you start with your passions, what you love. That's how God's wired you. That's good. Then Spiritual just gifts. get started. Just go. Don't feel like you have to raise all this money or you have to have all this big team. It's like, hey, if I love baseball, maybe a start is going to coach in the local San Diego Little League. And I'm going to use that one team I can coach in to be able to build relationships. And everything I do is to point to honor and glory to Christ and point people to the hope in Christ. And so it's taking the first step of just starting something. And it might be getting a team together or your small group together saying, hey, in San Diego, this is an issue. We have an issue here uh, in the beach kind of uh, locations. And we have this issue of homelessness or we have whatever it is. And you say, how does the kingdom of God impact that space? Uh, but it doesn't have to be this full-time ministry I have to get and leave my job. Man, God's placed you exactly where you are right now. And you're the only one that God's placed in that space on your block with those neighbors around you in that maybe it's office, maybe it's wherever you're working, God strategically placed you there. And how do you take the first steps of using, I think of, I think of the hope of Christ as pandemic mode. The hope of Christ spreads, so to speak, just like COVID and all these things we've talked about this last year and a half, year and a half at the speed of relationships. The hope of Christ spreads through people and through relationships and I think we, the body of Christ, the people, your whole church in San Diego, God has placed you strategically where you're at to share the hope of Christ. And it's just taking the first bold step of starting to be able to really spread the hope verbally through actions and getting involved. We've been having such a great time with Matt DiMatteo. We're going to just pause it right here and we'll pick it up again next week. Thanks so much for joining us. 